Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller. Welcome again to the world premiere of my new album, Bobby M and the Paisley Parade. This is the second episode of the rollout of the album, and it features two songs, Waiting for Me and Annie and Lenny. And I have a special guest joining me today, Tristan Clark from Vancouver Island, Canada. Tristan is my longtime guitarist in my band, Project Grand Slam, and he played all the guitar parts on Bobby M. And the two songs that are being premiered in this episode are both heavily guitar-oriented, and they really show off Tristan's amazing talent. So Tristan Clark, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Thanks for having me, Robert. Glad to be here. And... Uh... To uh, have these songs, uh, you know, be out in the world. You know, it takes a long time to go from like, you know, uh, creating the songs to recording them to mixing them. It's like a whole birth process. I think it's actually takes longer than it takes to birth a child. <laughs> it does take a while. But that being said, you've always been super on top of it and have, and have released like, I don't know, I think this is how many records have we done since I've been in your band? 183 albums. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so we, we managed to crank out a lot of uh, quantity and quality. So, A lot of good music, I think. All right. Tell everybody what it's like in the metropolis of Vancouver Island. The metropolis of Vancouver Island? Well, I mean, I grew up there. So I grew up in, in Nanaimo, which is, kind of, which is also known as the hub city, which is sort of the center of the island there. It's not the biggest city on the island, um, but it's the second biggest one. The biggest one would be Victoria. And you, you have to take a boat from the mainland to get to the island, I assume? Yeah, you, you would, from Vancouver, you would take a ferry ride, which takes a couple hours, or you could take a float plane, uh, which takes 12 minutes. Yeah, so there's, there's there's options there for sure. And it's not as, when you say you're from an island, it's like, it's a pretty big island. Like if you're going to drive from one, from one end to the other, it'd take about eight hours. So it's a, it's, it's, it's bigger than, you know, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of smaller countries, I guess. It feels like you grew up somewhere in the Pacific or something like that. Yeah. I always wonder, you know, you're, you're so good. You're right on top of all the music that I love from the 60s. And how was it growing up there and playing guitar? Did you have access to everything that you needed there? Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, and I was always been known for having a pretty decent, uh, you know, music scene there. Like it had a had a music school, like a post secondary, where I did one year there. It was called Malaspina College. Now it's called Vancouver Island University. But a lot of you know really good musicians went through there, um, or went through the Nanaimo. Like, well, Diana Krall is one. Really. She's yeah. from there. She's from there. Uh, Ingrid Jensen, who's a well-known trumpet player. And if I go to Toronto, there's always like a good contingent of, you know, uh, Vancouver Island and Nanaimo-based jazz musicians. And even here, there's a few that are that made, made their way down here. So, yeah, so I would say it's a small town, but it had a good music school. So there was always a good jazz program that that was happening there. Plus, you know, when I was there, you know, when I was going to school there, you know, like in the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, there would be also like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the bars and restaurants would have jams that would, you know, be, it would be like the college night jam. So there'd be, you know, a lot of uh, the university students playing together. You know, there was a, there was a lot of options there. 
All right. So you made your way from Vancouver Island. Somehow you got to Toronto and then you came to New York. Yep. What's the transition there? Yeah. So I did my first year at Malaspina College uh, in Nanaimo uh, and I had a really good guitar teacher. He, he recommended me to go to Humber College. And I went and studied with uh, Ted Quinlan for four years there. He was an amazing guitar player and got my music degree at Humber. And as as and as well as all the other teachers there, they're all great. And I hung out there until 2013. And then my wife and I and our son, we did we made the move down to New York in January 2014. So I want you to know Tristan lives in Greenwich Village, and he's you're like in the center of the music universe. That's yeah, definitely. You know, it's a wonderful place to be in 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 the village. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it down here. And just to be like, to end up in this, you know, area of New York, I just feel super lucky, you know, especially like, you know, it's really nice and easy to walk to gigs and just great cafes and restaurants. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, how many times have we played the groove and I can walk there in, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> you could walk in 10 minutes. I had to schlep with my car to get there. But... <laughs> Listen, we've had some great times together. You're a terrific guitar player. Let's talk a little bit about the Bobby M album and these two songs in particular. So the first song that we're playing a little bit now underneath my voice is Waiting For Me. And um, if I remember correctly, this one was a total jam between yes. you and me and Baden on keyboards and Joel. Still 
town But I still couldn't see If you're waiting for me I think we did one take. Am I right? Yeah, no, it was uh, super loose. We went in there and just really felt it out and it came out awesome. You know, that's the nice thing about being well rehearsed and knowing one another, because we were always able to go into the studio. And I don't think we ever took more than two or three takes to do any song. Am I right? Yeah, that's that's correct for sure. And this one, like we just said, it was one take and it just was special. It just happened that way. Yeah, I think we might have done a second take just because we felt like we had to, but we ended up keeping the first take, maybe. We threw away the second one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just a good mad, mad, magic, you know, like just the the, the liveliness of uh, us playing this new tune together. It sounded it sounded great. It was fun. But I, I want to figure out how is it that you were able to channel the 60s as well as you have been able to do? Because that song in particular, that was 60s. It had its 60s written all over it. But you guys just nailed it. Yeah, well, I mean, I was definitely, you know, I mean, one of my biggest influences, Jeff Beck, you know, our rest in peace. Yeah. And especially like those like early, you know, um, like the first couple Jeff Beck records with like Rod Stewart. And you know, if I think of like super, you know, uh, super, superstitious with like, you know, the Wawa, like that really cool Wawa guitar sound. I was kind of had that in my, in my mind, you know, and also like Jimi Hendrix, you know, and just trying to get like just some psychedelic kind of swirly whirly sounds, you know, that's definitely comes from sixties guitar, which I'm a huge fan of. Well, I'm so glad that you are because you definitely captured it. The whole band captured it on that song. So that was great. All right, let's go to the second one. Annie and Lenny is an interesting song. Our producer, Tony, says that it reminds him of the band, which I always talk as a, as a big compliment. I wrote it with a twist ending because it's about my two of my grandkids, okay, which you really don't know until the very end of the song. But because of the way that, um, that I wrote the song and I wanted it to sound, it's it's got that a funky kind of guitar thing going. And you're really the whole song. If it wasn't for you, it would just it would have vanished. I'm in love with Annie. She's the one for me. 
so in love with Annie It's so easy to see But I'm in love with Lenny At the same time So in love with Lenny She's got me in a bind Don't know what to do now Don't know what to say Gotta keep them happy So tell me a little bit about your impressions of that one. Well, I mean, I would say my approach to that one was almost the uh, like the opposite from the previous one because I came in, you know, after we did the bed tracks and I was given some freedom to do whatever I wanted on the on the guitar, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I had the, we had already had the basic rhythm track, and then all of a sudden now I'm now I'm doubling the rhythm track and I'm throwing uh, some some fills here and there. And I had a whole uh, slide guitar thing that was going on. So I was like really trying to go for like, like it's, it's cool that he says the band because I was, you know, I'm thinking the band or little feet 
definitely getting that kind of southern funky swamp type of guitar thing going on, which I'm which 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 is another genre I'm really into. So if I remember correctly, the the final take that you did, you were sitting in the control room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just said to you, you know, have fun. Just go at it. And uh Kristen is amazing when it comes to this stuff because he'll just sit there and it, I think he did it in one take. Okay. Well, I really like when it comes to doing guitar overdubs. I mean, it's one thing to be in the be in the room. We're all playing live. It's just it, just for me, like just to I have to really trust that the engineer is getting you know the proper sound that I want because when I listen to my sound on headphones, it's not the most ideal sounding guitar sound, right? So. So when if I can set up, you know, in the control room, and you got, you know, the you got those massive speakers of the control of the control room going on, I can, it's 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 pretty fun for me because I can just really feel the air of the guitar in that room, and and you know, it makes it a lot easier for me to go back and forth with Lou, just to like, oh, let's cut and paste this part, and we can go back, we can get it done quick, and get a, and get a, and get a uh, some good takes. You know, one of the great things about recording these days is that you can literally kind of cut and paste and go in and out on on particular notes and stuff. But we've never been a band that, you know, had a lot of editing that went on. You know, no. I, I would ask you at times or you would say, let me do this again. And you'd, you'd go over a part. But that didn't happen that often. I mean, really, what we got in the studio together was usually it. Yep, for sure. Well. Again, I want to thank you so much for being on the album, for being in the band. It's been a pleasure to play with you, and it's been a pleasure to do this little session with you, too. Oh, likewise, man. Thanks for having me. All right. We've been talking here with Tristan Clark, who has come and done this second episode of the Bobby M. album with me. Tristan, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and for playing guitar with me. Uh, thanks for having me, Robert. And uh, thanks for having me on the record. It was super fun. It's a great album. Thanks.